Second Chronicles chapter 21. Jehoshaphat rested with his fathers and was buried with his fathers in the city of David. His son, Jehoram, became king in his place. He had brothers, sons of Jehoshaphat, Azariah, Jehiel, Zechariah, Azariah, Michael, and Shepatiah. All these were sons of Jehoshaphat, king of Judah. Their father had given them many gifts of silver, gold, and valuable things, along with fortified cities in Judah. But he gave the kingdom to Jehoram because he was the firstborn. When Jehoram had established himself over his father's kingdom, he strengthened his position by killing with the sword all his brothers as well as some of the princes of Israel. Jehoram was 32 years old when he became king and reigned eight years in Jerusalem. He walked in the way of the kings of Israel, as the house of Ahab had done. For Ahab's daughter was his wife, He did what was evil in the Lord's sight. But because of the covenant the Lord had made with David, he was unwilling to destroy the house of David since the Lord had promised to give a lamp to David and to his sons forever. During Jehoram's reign, Edom rebelled against Judah's dominion. During Jehoram's reign, Edom rebelled against Judah's domination and appointed their own king. So Jehoram crossed into Edom with his commanders and all his chariots. Then at night he set out to attack the Edomites who had surrounded him and the chariot commanders. And now Edom is still in rebellion Against Judah's domination today, Libnah also rebelled at that time against his domination because he had abandoned Yahweh, the God of his ancestors. Jehoram also built high places in the hills of Judah, and he caused the inhabitants of Jerusalem, 
to prostitute themselves, and he led Judah astray. Then a letter came to Jehoram from Elijah the prophet, saying, This is what Yahweh, the God of your ancestor David, says. Because you have not walked in the ways of your father Jehoshaphat or in the ways of Asa, king of Judah, but have walked in the ways of the kings of Israel, have caused Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem to prostitute themselves, like the house of Ahab prostituted itself, and also have killed your brothers, your father's family, who were better than you. Yahweh is now about to strike your people, your sons, your wives, and all your possessions with a horrible affliction. You yourself will be struck with many illnesses, including a disease of the intestines, until your intestines come out day after day because of the disease the Lord put it into the mind of the Philistines and the Arabs who lived near the Cushites to attack Jehoram. So they went to war against Judah and invaded it. They carried off all the possessions found in the king's palace and also his sons and wives. Not a son was left to him except Jehoahaz, his youngest son. After all these things, the Lord afflicted him in his intestines with an incurable disease. This continued day after day until two full years passed. Then his intestines came out because of his disease, and he died from severe illnesses. But his people did not hold a fire in his honor like the fire in honor of his fathers. Jehoram was 32 years old, when he became king, he reigned eight years in Jerusalem. He died to no one's regret and was buried in the city of David, but not in the tombs of the kings. Revelation chapter 9. The fifth angel blew his trumpet, and I saw a star that had fallen from heaven to earth. The key to the shaft of the abyss was given to him. He opened the shaft of the abyss, and smoke came up out of the shaft like smoke from a great furnace, so that the sum and he opened the shaft of the abyss and smoke 
came up out of the shaft like smoke from a great furnace so that the sun and the air were darkened by the smoke from the shaft. Then locusts came out of the smoke onto the earth and power was given to them like the power that scorpions have on the earth. They were told not to harm the grass of the earth or any green plant or any tree, but only people who do not have God's seal on their foreheads. They were not permitted to kill them, but were to torment them for five months. Their torment is like the torment caused by a scorpion when it strikes a man. In those days, people will seek death and will not find it. They will long to die, but death will flee from them. The appearance of the locusts was like horses equipped for battle. Something like gold crowns was on their heads. Their faces were like men's faces. They had hair like women's hair. Their teeth were like lion's teeth. They had chests like iron breastplates. The sound of their wings was like the sound of chariots with many horses rushing to battle. And they had tails with stingers like scorpions so that with their tails they had the power to harm people for five months. They had as their king the angel of the abyss. His name in Hebrew is Abaddon. And in Greek, he has the name Apollon. The first woe has passed. There are still two more woes to come after this. The sixth angel blew his trumpet. From the four horns of the gold altar, that is, before God, I heard a voice say to the sixth angel who had the trumpet, release the four angels bound at the great river Euphrates. So the four angels who were prepared for the hour, day, month, and year, were released to kill a third of the human race. The number of mounted troops was 
200 million. I heard their number. This is how I saw the horses in my vision. The horsemen had breastplates that were fiery red, hyacinth blue, and sulfur yellow. The heads of the horses were like lions' heads, and there and from their mouths came fire, smoke, and sulfur. A third of the human race was killed by these three plagues, by the fire, the smoke, and the sulfur that came from their mouths. For the power of the horses is in their mouths and in their tails. For their tails, which resemble snakes, have heads, and they inflict injury with them. The rest of the people who were not killed by these plagues did not repent of the works of their hands to stop worshiping demons in idols of gold, silver, bronze, stone, and wood, which are not able to see, hear, or walk, and they did not repent of their murders, their sorceries, their sexual immorality, or their thefts. Zechariah chapter 5. I looked up again and saw a flying scroll. What do you see? He asked me. I see a flying scroll, I replied, 30 feet long and 15 feet wide. Then he said to me, this is the curse that is going out over the whole land, for every thief will be removed according to what is written on one side, and everyone who swears falsely will be removed according to what is written on the other side. I will send it out. This is the declaration of the Lord of hosts. And it will enter the house of the thief and the house of the one who swears falsely by my name. It will stay inside his house and destroy it along with its timbers and stones. Then the angel who was speaking with me came forward and told me, Look up and see what this is that is approaching. So I asked, What is it? He responded, It's a measuring basket that is approaching. And he continued, This is their inequity in all the land. Then a lead cover was lifted. And there was a woman sitting inside the basket. This is wickedness, he said. He shoved her down into the basket and pushed the lead weight over its opening. Then I looked up 
and saw two women approaching with the wind in their wings. Their wings were like those of a stork, and they lifted up, <coughs> and they lifted up the basket between earth and sky. So I asked the angel who was speaking with me, where are they taking the basket? To build a shrine for it in the land of Shinar, he told me. When that is ready, the basket will be placed there on its pedestal. The Gospel according to John, chapter 8. But Jesus went to the Mount of Olives. At dawn, he went to the temple complex. At dawn, he went to the temple complex again, and all the people were coming to him. He sat down and began to teach them. Then the scribes and the Pharisees brought a woman caught in adultery, making her stand in the center. Teacher, they said to him, this woman was caught in the act of committing adultery. In the law, Moses commanded us to stone such women. So what do you say? They asked this to trap him in order that they might have, evid have evidence to accuse him. Jesus stooped down and started writing on the ground with his finger. When they persisted in questioning him, he stood up and said to them, The one without sin among you should be the first to throw a stone at her. Then he stooped down again and continued writing on the ground. When they heard this, they left one by one. Starting with the older men, only he was left with the woman in the center. When Jesus stood up, he said to her, Woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? No one, Lord, she answered. Neither do I condemn you, said Jesus. Go, and from now on, do not sin anymore. Then Jesus spoke to them again. I am the light of the world. Anyone who follows me will never walk in the darkness, but will have the light of life. So the Pharisees said to him, You are testifying about yourself. Your testimony is not valid. Even if I testify about myself, Jesus replied, My testimony is valid 
because I know where I came from and where I'm going. But you don't know where I came from or where I'm going. You judge by human standards. I judge no one. And if I do judge, my judgment is true because I am not alone, but I and the Father who sent me judge together. Even in your law, it is written that the witness of two men is valid. I am the one who testifies about myself, and the Father who sent me testifies about me. Then they asked him, where is your father? You know neither me nor my father, Jesus answered. If you knew me, you would also know my father. He spoke these words by the treasury while teaching in the temple complex. But no one seized him because his hour had not yet come. Then he said to them again, I am going away. You will look for me and you will die in your sin. Where I'm going, you cannot come. So the Jews said again, he won't kill himself, will he? Since he says, where am I going? Where I'm going, you cannot come. You are from below, he told them. I am from above. You are of this world. I am not of this world. Therefore, I told you that you will die in your sins. For if you do not believe that I am he, you will die in your sins. Who are you? They questioned. Precisely what I've been telling you from the very beginning. Jesus told them, I have many things to say and to judge about you, but the one who sent me is true. And what I have heard from him, these things I tell the world. They did not know he was speaking to them about the Father. So Jesus said to them, When you lift up the Son of Man, then you will know that I am he and that I do nothing on my own. But just as the Father taught me, I say these things. The one who sent me is with me. He has not left me alone, because I always do what pleases him. Just as he was saying these things, as he was saying these things, as he was saying these things, many believed in him. So Jesus said to the Jews who had believed him, 
If you continue in my word, you really are my disciples. You will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. We are descendants of Abraham, they answered him, and we have never been enslaved to anyone. How can you say you will become free? Jesus responded, I assure you, everyone who commits sin is a slave of sin. A slave does not remain in the household forever, but a son does remain forever. Therefore, if the son sets you free, you really will be free. No, I, no, you are descendants of Abraham, but you are trying to kill me because my word is not welcome among you. I speak what I have seen in the presence of the Father. Therefore, you do what you have heard from your Father. Our Father is Abraham, they replied. If you were Abraham's children, Jesus told them, you would do what Abraham did, but now you are trying to kill me a man who has told you the truth that I heard from God. Abraham did not do this. You're doing what your father does. We weren't born of sexual immorality, they said. We have one father, God. Jesus said to them, If God were your father, you would love me, because I came from God, and I am here. For I didn't come on my own, but he sent me. Why don't you understand what I say? Because you cannot listen to my word. You are of your father, the devil. You are of your father, the devil. You are of your father, the devil, and you want to carry out your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning and has not stood in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he tells a lie. He speaks from his own nature because he is a liar and the father of liars. Yet because I tell the truth, you do not believe me. Yet because I tell the truth, you do not believe me. Who among you can convict me of sin? If I tell the truth, why don't you believe me? The one who is from God listens to God's words. This is why you don't listen. 
because you are not from God. The Jews responded to him. Aren't we right in saying that you're a Samaritan and have a demon? I do not have a demon, Jesus answered. On the contrary, I honor my father and you dishonor me. I do not seek my glory. The one who seeks it also judges. I assure you, if anyone keeps my word, he will never see death ever. Then the Jews said, Now we know you have a demon. Abraham died, and so did the prophets. You say, if anyone keeps my word, he will never taste death ever. Are you greater than our father Abraham who died? Even the prophets died. Who do you pretend to be? If I glorify myself, Jesus answered, my glory is nothing. My father, you say about him, he is our God. He is the one who glorifies me. You've never known him, but I know him. If I were to say, I don't know him, I would be a liar like you. But I do know him, and I keep his word. Your father, Abraham, was overjoyed that he would see my day. He saw it and rejoiced. The Jews replied, you aren't 50 years old yet, and you've seen Abraham? Jesus said to them, I assure you, before Abraham was, I am. At that, they picked up stones to throw at him. But Jesus was hidden and went out of the temple complex.